Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? How is your 2020 going? Are you excited about this year? Hey, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I encourage you to do so. I really pulled the curtain back on me and my life and gave you a little bit of background, not for just the sake of it, but really to teach you hopefully some of the lessons that I've learned. Maybe you can think about your life in that way or learn some lessons from my life. So what I want to do this month of February is give you some pieces of some of the concepts from some of the programs that I present out in the community. And this first, this one and next week, I want to talk about a program I did for the Tops Corporation, which is the Bazooka Bubblegum folks back in the fall. And I called it, what did you just say? Tools for active listening and effective communication. And so I'm going to break this down into two weeks. This week, I'm going to cover the active listening piece. And next week, it'll be the effective communication piece. And this was a full day workshop, so obviously you're not going to get the whole the whole thing, but I wanted to give you some of the main concepts. Starting with active listening, I think it's important, first of all, to define why active listening is important. I think most of us would agree that it is, but maybe we don't really know why. Here are the, some of the benefits then. It's going to build relationships, so the ability to listen to someone, and we're talking specifically about the work environment, but certainly your ability to listen to a significant other, a friend, a family member is going to build that relationship as well. It's also going to create new ways to approach issues. So by really listening to others' points of view, you're going to see things from different angles and you're going to perhaps be able to think of a new way to approach a challenge that you're that you're facing at work. It's also going to diffuse emotional situations. So there's something very powerful when things get heated about being able to really stop and uh, really pull back on your pushing your agenda or your side of things and really truly deeply listen to the other person's perspective. It also certainly avoids costly errors. So that ability to listen can avoid errors in um, you know, dollar amounts, percentages, any of those kinds of things that can be very costly in a business environment. And then finally, Active listening is certainly going to provide better service, whether that service is for external customers or internal customers or service to your team, it's going to provide better service. The steps to active listening, I think, are fascinating. The first step in active listening is the hearing. So if you think about this as the biological process of the sound waves hitting the ear, and and if you also, I want you to think about that something can break down at any of these points, right? So if you can't hear well, if you can't, you're in a crowded room or you have a hearing uh, deficiency of some sort, or the other person is very unclear in their enunciation of words, um, there, or there is a communication problem, a language barrier, the hearing piece can be very difficult. And if the hearing is not there, the biological process of you hearing the words, the sound waves hitting your ear, then then none of the rest of it is going to happen. The next step is then attending to that those words. 
So that's a process of kind of filtering in what's important. You know, there's research out there. I've certainly heard astronomical numbers of the amount of information that sort of comes at us on a daily basis. One of the gifts of being human is that ability to filter out that which is irrelevant or unimportant. And you have probably had the experience of hearing something that you've heard day in and day out many, many times in your life. And the 100th time you hear it, all of a sudden, it makes all the difference in the world because you, there's something going on in your life that makes that relevant. So now all of a sudden you attend to that information and you, you see it and it kind of comes up out of the, the miasma that is all this communication that's coming at you every day. The next step then is to understand. So after you sort of filter it in as being something you want to attend to, it's something of importance to you, then the next step is to make meaning and connection with that. And there's a really interesting um, personality, and there's a really interesting personality component to this understanding piece. The sensors of this world, who are very detail-oriented, they tend to be very focused on the forest or on the trees and not necessarily on the on the forest, they're really going to be able to hear the words and they're very concrete in the way they make meaning for them. The intuitives will make connections with those words. So those words only have relevance when they can sort of put them in connection with something else like, oh, this is like that, or this reminds me of that. The important thing to know here is that it's, it is critical in the active listening process to understand and make meaning out of what's coming in. The next step then is to respond. And there are several ways that you can respond to someone who is speaking, either verbally. So you say, I understand you. I get it. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. It can be nonverbal. So while they're talking so as not to interrupt them, you might nod your head. You might um, smile. Conversely, you might put your arms over your, your chest as a way of saying nonverbally, I don't agree with you, and you sort of are backing off from their stance. There's also the paraphrasing phase, which is incredibly helpful in after they have said something to make sure that you understand it by saying it back to them. And, and us, us in the coaching field, we often will say, what I hear you saying is, and I think that's a, co a counseling tool as well. So it really does give the, the speaker validation that they were heard, but it also helps to correct any misunderstandings that there might be. There have been a many a times in my, in my professional career where I have paraphrased what I thought I'd heard and it wasn't what I heard, so it was good that I did. The final way to respond would be to ask questions. So you might ask them a clarifying question or sort of jump off on how far they've, they've taken it with a question. The final step in the listening process then is to remember, and this is retaining the important stuff. So kind of like that attend phase where you filter in and out what's important and what's not important. The remember phase has to do with what you deem as important. So if you have a conversation with a friend that's very, touching and moving and, 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 you know, they really needed your help, but it, it wasn't particularly, there was nothing there for you to really remember. You don't necessarily need to file that. But if you've just had a conversation with your boss and he's told you how to do this project, then that's something you're going to want to remember. And you may want to go so far as to take notes down so that you don't forget it. So those steps to the active listening again are hearing, that's the biological process, 
attending, filtering in the important stuff, filtering out the not so important, understanding, so making meaning out of what you're hearing, responding either verbally, non-verbally by paraphrasing or by asking questions, and then finally remembering that which is most important. I also want to cover the, the characteristics of an active listener. So I think that many of us kind of perceive ourselves as being an active listener. And when I did this program for the Tops Corporation, I covered everything from detached listener to, I don't remember what all the terms are off the top of my head, but it takes us from detached where they're totally not on board, not even looking at you, probably distracting, as a matter of fact, all the way to the active listener. So here are the characteristics of an active listener. First and for foremost, and I'm going to use the female um, gender, she has an alert posture. So she is sitting up, standing up, but she is at, she is alert. She's not casually draped over a chair or, you know, standing over, leaning up against something. The next characteristic of an active listener is making direct eye contact. So really looking at the person who is doing the talking. The next characteristic is she gives her full attention and avoids distractions. Now, this is one in one of the activities that I did with the group was I had them pick one of these that is the biggest challenge for them and come up with an, a, a plan for overcoming it. And this one is really probably my biggest one. I find that especially when I'm in networking events, I'm very easily distracted by people that are walking back behind the person that I'm listening to or even the person that I'm talking to. It's very challenging for me to give someone my full attention. That is a characteristic, characteristic of an active listener. Next one is she focuses on what is said as well as nonverbal cues. So she's picking up not just on the, the dialogue, but the subtext. What is this person doing with their body? What is this person doing with their face? What are you picking up on? What isn't being said? That's a big one as well. What is not being said and, and trying to maybe drill down on why that is. She also gives feedback, and as I said earlier, nonverbal, questions, verbal, paraphrasing. She doesn't interrupt. That's a tricky one for me, too. And, and I, I find I have a lot of friends who want to interrupt, and, it's, and it's, it's interesting because I think it's because they see themselves as super engaged in the conversation, and they really they have a question they want to ask. But the fact of the matter is if someone's trying to get a, a point across to you and you interrupt them, that is not active listening. And then finally, she doesn't offer her opinion too quickly. So I find that oftentimes those people that are interrupting me when I'm talking, it's because they want to offer an opinion or tell me about a story that is like the story I'm telling. And that's not useful for the speaker. That is not useful really for anyone in that conversation. So really holding back until the story is given, finding out what kind of information, what kind of feedback that person wants. Are they just telling you for information purposes? Do they want your input? Do they want you to help them with this thing in some way? And then you can offer opinions based on what kind of help they actually need. This is a tool, um, this is a strategy that I've gotten much stronger on as a coach because I realize that many times I start listening to someone talk, uh, especially in a coaching environment, and they, I think that I know what they want, or it, it's what I think they need, right? So they're telling me their story, and I've already, I'm in the process of figuring out how to solve their problem, when instead what I should do is let them tell their story, wait, ask some really good questions to make sure that I know what they want help with, 
and then begin to offer those opinions. To close this one out today, what I would encourage you guys to do is to set an active listening goal. And I'm going to give you an example. So, you know, goals need to be specific. If you've ever heard the, the acronym SMART, they need to be specific, measurable, uh, achievable, uh, realistic, and time sensitive. So any goal that you set for anything should be specific and measurable. So if we set a, a bad active listening goal, a goal that isn't really a goal, we might say, I'm going to listen better, or I'm going to I'm not going to interrupt people. That's very hard to quantify. So here's a good example. My active listening goal is to be more attentive when I am listening to coworkers on phone calls and web conferences. So specifically, we're nailing down phone calls and web conferences. Specifically, I will immediately begin doing the following. Number one, close or turn off or disable any devices or apps that are not needed for the meeting, right? So if I'm on a webinar on my computer, and I don't need my phone, then maybe what I might start doing is playing on my phone or looking at Facebook. So I'm going to turn it off or disable it, get it away from my, my, my space so that I'm not distracted by it. Second of all, I'm going to remove the toys from my desk that I tend to play with when I'm on the phone. Uh, I've known many people over the years that have all kinds of doobie dads on their you know, games and balls and all kinds of things on their desk and they are distracting so they're going to remove those and then the third one is to take 60 seconds before any scheduled calls or conferences to breathe deeply and focus on the purpose of the in upcoming meeting so it's that kind of bridge okay i have this important phone call i have this important webinar i'm going to stop what i'm doing a minute ahead of time and of course you also want to take into consideration do you need a bathroom break do you need to refill your water bottle that kind of thing but in terms of just really shifting mentally 60 seconds to breathe deeply think about what the meeting is going to be about just get your mind back on on that thing and away from the thing you were working on so that you can be totally focused i hope this has helped you some with active listening and thinking about how you can apply this at work as always i want to be your career coach so you can look in the show notes get the link to my calendar and what we do in that call is we talk about where you're at now, where you want to be in the next 12 months, what, are, what have you done already, if anything, to get there. And then I prescribe for you. I create a prescription based on the information that you've given me of what I think serves you best. I'm not trying to sell you on a package with me. I am trying to sell you on yourself and on getting help and support in achieving your career goals. If that's with me and we think it's a good fit to work with together, I'm going to tell you that. But if I don't, you're going to have great information to go forward and get that help from someone. So check out the show notes, get that link and, uh, and set up an appointment with me. Find me on social. Uh, Lisa Edwards at LinkedIn.com. Uh, make sure you spell my name right. L-E-S-A. Uh, Facebook is Exclusive Career Coaching. And you can find me on Instagram at Lisa.Edwards. See you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.